All right, good morning. Unless it's the afternoon. Good afternoon. Good whenever you're listening. 702, the podcast edition of the morning reboot. Our friend Alex will be joining us briefly. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. No energy, no energy today. I know you're just waking up. You, uh, you all right? Um, I went for a walk yesterday, and my back is throbbing right now. So who knows what's happening? Well, we're all day to day, and we're, uh, we're 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 one bad foot into the wrong road of traffic from from being splattered into a million pieces. So, what? <laughs> Hello, Alexandria. Floyd's uh, Floyd's got a back issue today. His neck, his back. His uh, his wop. Oh no, you yeah. poor thing. Yeah, I'm here. You need some extra lubrication. Yeah, yeah. We. Uh, I'm just here. We didn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm broken today. I didn't. Uh, I did. We didn't talk a lot about the the Cardi Megan the Stallion thing, but is everybody up to speed on WAP? Yes. Yeah. I actually had I had a good laugh at that because I remember. When we were talking about that Ply song, how like grossed out I think Floyd was. Wet was, like, wet. Oh, this is gonna be funny. <laughs> she got a nickname. It's wet wet because it's wet, when because when she leaves, she makes the sheets like all wet wet. <laughs> no, her nickname is wet wet because when we're done, she messes up all the bed sets. Ugh. May, may I may I share a, a personal anecdote or is it too early in the podcast to, to go down this this slippery road? Go for it. So there's someone, there's someone that had warned me about their their oversaturation. Oh, gross! And um, did she warn you or did she brag? She, it was a warning. Was more of a brag. It was. It wasn't a brag, and I'm not talking about like uh, uh, this would not be under the squirting videos under categories on Pornhub. <laughs> She, she just said she was like, like very, very saturated, and oh come on! When there, when there was, when there was, a, when there was things happening, I didn't notice that it was any more so than anyone else. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's more of like a brag. It's like a humble brag, and then you're like, mm, that wasn't any different. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways. You can go with it. And, and I'll, I'll leave that alone there. But you know what? I tried to come up with something fun that we could do this morning, and now I'm really regretting not coming up with it because, Floyd, you sound like you're you're not in a great mood. Um, but I... Well, you started the whole thing with a snail trail. I don't know how to feel about this day so far. snail trail. That's what I call it. Um, so I did find a fun story that we can start with before we do some other things. And... It seems like it's a parody or it's an onion story. And I'm I'm making sure that we don't continually go in on the same stuff day after day. But this story is about the president. And I do need to I do I do need to read some of it. And even with me giving you this story, there's gonna be little Alex and little Floyd are gonna be like, he's fucking around. This is not real. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. So the president is taking on shower heads. What? What's um, going? So, uh, let's see. Since 1992, a federal law 
has dictated that new shower heads shouldn't pour more than two and a half gallons of water per minute. Newer fixtures came out with multiple nozzles. So the Obama administration defined the shower head restrictions uh, to apply to what comes out in total. So, sorry for the early morning math. If there are four nozzles, you're still limited to two and a half gallons. President Trump wants to remove that restriction. So if you have four nozzles, it can be two and a half per nozzle. Um, and I will give you his quote, which he had last month. And I don't know how we how this escaped us. Maybe there was other things going on. So shower heads. You take a shower. The water doesn't come out. You want to wash your hands. The water doesn't come out. So what do you do? You just stand there longer or you take a longer shower? Because my hair, I don't know about you, but it has to be perfect. Perfect. So, um, obviously, some some environmentalists and some other people oh, are, are not goodness. are not thrilled about this. But again, the basic math is: shower heads are limited to two and a half gallons. What per, per minute did I say? Two and a half gallons per minute. But with multiple nozzles or or exit ways, um, multiple whatever you want to call them, it could be two and a half for each. Um, and it will use up a lot of water. So water conservationists would have a big problem with this, but but the president, to get his hair perfect and whatever else, wants to remove that. I swear to God, this is a real story. And I and I know that it's real because it and I looked up and down this website to make sure I, I didn't get tricked. This is from the AP, like the Associated Press. Oh, APnews.com. It is real. Somebody send him some Flint water. If you want extra water. You get it from Flint. There you go. Like God. I feel like I he he makes my guts boil. There I he said does, it. He does, like he, he just does. like every time someone says the president, I just know something like Looney Tunish is going to come out of their mouth. But I also feel like behind him, like signing every executive order every hour on the hour, it seems like he's taking on these things that 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 don't seem that important on the world scale. Like, water? Like, just leave it be. Leave it alone. It ain't broke. I didn't even know that was a regulation. And I'm 37 years old. And I shower every other day. You know what I mean? Like... We forget about the stupid stuff he says. Like it's it's just it's like a it's all an SNL parody. Like, the entire presidency has just become like and Sean Spicer and M- Melissa McCarthy on the podium. Like, it's just a mess. Like They don't even it, need it, writers it, anymore. Like, they just no. literally... <laughs> SNL is law and order, ripped from the headlines. We don't even have to write this shit. We'll just d- literally do a historical reenactment of anything that's in this administration. Set. Anything, anything any person in this administration said. I mean, didn't he say we should be raking our forest to, to not oh, cause Lord forest have fires? Mercy. <laughs> what? Let me let me give you bear. some more unbelievable text from <laughs> this article. So there's an energy department spokeswoman, Shailen Haynes. The 2013 Obama definition of showerhead clashes with what Congress intended and the standards of the American Society of Mechanical <laughs> Engineers. Wait, ho- ho- it. it if the rule is adopted, Heinz said it would be allowing Americans, not Washington bureaucrats, to choose what kind of showerheads they have in their homes. Officials at the industry group Plumbing, Plumbing Manufacturers International did not respond to a request for comment. This is an AP news story. It's, it's real. How, I, I like, 
how recent was this? Like, I feel like also this president doesn't know how to budget his time. It feels like he's taking on one thing after another, whether it be TikTok, shower heads. Like, you should be focusing on this virus, the economy, maybe, maybe, maybe even more of your election. Like, maybe, you know, like, I don't know. I just feel water, shower heads. I have, I have to believe most that- Americans. We don't care. Honestly, I'll be the most Americans. I'll say all of us never knew about this showerhead ordinance or whatever you want to call it. Most of us just kind of care if we turn on the water and if it shoots out. You know what I mean? If we can get our bodies wet, lather up with some suds, and then rinse ourselves and dry ourselves, that's all we care about. This man is a fool. And I've been keeping my mouth quiet about him for so long. But you know what? It's election year. Idiotic. He's an idiot. There, I I said it. Alex, hold on one second. I I have to believe that this has to be a lobbyist thing. <laughs> There's no other reason for for this to to be brought up. I'm I'm sure it's a lobbyist thing, and he 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 found himself fascinated by it, so he decided to actually talk about it during a a small press conference. It has to be a lobbyist for some kind of contributions to his campaign. There's no other reason for this to actually make it to, to any kind of quote. I mean, I, that's actually a, that's a really good point. I feel like that it does it just doesn't the reality that's going on in his brain is just not on par so it does something like this has to have some sort of um there has to be some incentive behind it but i do feel like you know like floyd you're right like i think a lot of us don't have the fucking luxury to care about what kind of shower head we have like we have your basic standard shower head like not that <laughs> rain bath shit hanging from the ceiling or like all those jets lining the wall that you get like that oh i want that wouldn't that be nice i, mean, I want that <laughs> obviously we want it and maybe then we'll be like hmm this may benefit me heads but up right now Heads up, if you guys living in apartments, and when I lived in my apartment, I learned that for like $17, you can get a really classy, modern, trendy-looking shower head, and it makes, your, it makes you, if you close your eyes, it makes you feel like you're standing in a $50,000 shower for 17 I, bucks at Home Depot. I legit bought a shower head from JCPenney for $2. This yes. Is clearance, yep. And it's like one of those rain ones. Guess where it is? It's still sitting in my cabinet. Because you want to know why? I'm like, this shower head I have already, already works. So I'm just like, whatever. Close your head. It'll it'll feel like you're in a rainforest. Now, 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 all joking aside, did he say that his hair was perfect? Yes. Yes. Oh, girl, not within struggle strands. Uh Uh-uh. Not today. (laughs) Nope. 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 Dear, dear president, dear Mr. President, I, along with everyone else, even your poor, even your supporters see your hair. What hair does his actually what which direction does his hair actually grow in? Cause it's like swooped, swiped, spiked, and pressed. Like you can't do that. Like his hair looks like he's in a Megan the Stallion the Cardi B video. Like what the hell? The greatest thing, the greatest <laughs> one of the internet's great successes is somehow getting us to move on from the biggest issue about Donald Trump, which I long thought was his hair and the mysteries about it. And the fact, Floyd, to your point, that we don't talk about it anymore is just another wonder of the world. It's because he's, everything else about him is a complete dumpster, sp- dumpster fire. Like, hey, Alex, you, you're, you sound a little distant. 
Do it. Oh, wait. Okay. I have new headphones. How's that? A little better. Wait. Much better. better. Much better. Much better. Oh, okay. So it so it's it's like because everything about him is a complete dumpster fire. Like it's just it's he's the gift that keeps on giving. There's more and more and more to talk about every time. It's ridiculous. Um, Alex, Alex has a, some, some entertaining things to share and, and an update on uh, her father passing and, and where that stands. But first, did you guys see the uh, the ring video of the potential home invasion? I did. Yes, I did see that. So I saw it on, I think it was on Reddit the other night or some dark web Toledo site that I found. And I'm glad that the local news stations picked it up. Uh, long story short, somewhere in the uh, off of Alexis, um, someone's doorbell camera picked up a, a white dude with a bandana and a hoodie, knocked on this woman's door. She said, who is it? And this was late at night, I think during a non-purge night. Uh, he said, it, it, it's it's me, and she then sounded confused, and eventually when she didn't come to the door, and he was reaching in his waistband, likely for some kind of weapon, there was someone else about 10 feet behind him hiding, and then eventually she didn't come to the door, and they ran off, and now everyone is trying to find out who this is, because this could have been a deadly home invasion, and uh, quite, a, quite a scary situation. We, we need to find this person and uh, punish them. It was in the story. I'm totally peeing right now. I can't help it. So you might want to mute me. No. I have to go pee so bad. I can't no. hold it. I'm what? a diabetic. So Emma so Emma, <laughs> Emma, was on this story from the get-go? Yeah, it was her story, I believe. And um, when he said, who is it? I guess he didn't stop there. He went to her back door and like kind of jimmied her lock a little bit. But like oh, I guess no. she ran to the back door and locked it just in time. Oh no! Because like she had just taken out like her pet. For some reason, her back door was unlocked. I don't want to put um, words in her mouth or stories, false stories out there. But when he said, "Who is it?" and when she said, "Who is it?" he goes, "It's me." She kind of just left it alone and was just like, "Mm mm, this doesn't seem right." But um, she when she had called nine one one, she had just made it to her back door in time, and whoever he was tried to jimmy the lock or whatever, tried to get in. So I don't know. It's just, and it's an apartment complex. Right. So like, I don't, it's kind of weird that like for a potential home invasion, I would hate to think that way that someone kind of chose quote unquote, a gated community or an apartment complex. Cause like she lived in the townhouse, like her neighbor door is literally like an inch away. And then like in the B roll of the story, they kind of scan the whole apartment complex and like, they're all pretty close together, so yeah. he's going to get caught eventually. Because like, yeah. you wonder. I, I don't know, but I don't know about Alex and because she lives in an apartment. But like, I know my neighbors pretty well. Like, I kind of consider them like we live in a kind of a fourplex. There's two apartments on top, two apartments on bottom. Mm-hmm. I always mistakenly call them my roommates because we live in such close proximity to each other. Like, mm-hmm. I know what Doug does across the way, Emily below me, and then Hugh on the other side. Like, I know their names, so. You wonder if she wasn't targeted because of this, because it would be stupid and or brazen to have a home invasion where, yeah, there there are dozens of people around. And on top of, I mean, you got to be, there's there's cameras, what do we talk about whenever there's some dumb criminal? Like, like you're going to get caught because there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, like I said, I when like you post was. on Facebook, just assume every everyone's screenshotting anything you say. Like, you know, it's the same thing. Like, there are cameras everywhere. Like, so... And how did he not know that there was a ring ring camera camera on him? Yeah. Can you tell? 
Do you I know? Think, do you know if somebody has a camera at their door? I mean, it, it, you can at tell least it. ring yeah. cameras. You can, yeah. Like they're it like circular. <laughs> yeah, it says ring, and it's like there's a button to like ring the bell, and then there's the little like there's the little area where you can tell there's a camera facing you. At well, least the ones that I've seen. I mean, maybe they have some that are like incognito. Two things. He's either super dumb and he was one of the people listening to the police scanner or seeing social media conversation and was like, this is their chance to be a part of something and is totally a dumbass. Or, again, <coughs> this dude had targeted this woman because my, my dad told me when my grandfather was still alive and, and um, I guess my, my grandfather was died at 97, lived until 2017. So, Jeez, that's a great life. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I guess for... The mid mid eighties, from his mid eighties till the time he died, my dad was living with my grandfather, and my dad told me that often people would go around that neighborhood where my dad lives, where there's a lot of senior citizens, um, and would try to pull that shit. And my dad reminded my grandfather, "Don't ever open the door for somebody that you, that you don't know, because these people can be knocked over, and then you bowl into their house and they steal stuff." Right. I'm logging off for like fifteen seconds. I have to pee. Okay. All right. To continue your conversation. I have no problem. <laughs> I have no problem with him peeing on a podcast. I did it before, but I'm not doing it now because there's a lady I here. Think I find it gross. Thank you. <laughs> All right, BRB. <laughs> but there's, I mean, yeah, like people will, I feel like they will study you a little bit. At least oh, yeah. The, you know, some of the smart ones. And so I don't know if they knew what this woman had in her home already, like already had an eye on what they wanted to take. Like that's typically how that goes. But the part that, that kind of stumped me was it was like, why, dude, there's a camera on you. Like right. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Um, Maybe that's why he wore like half a face mask instead of like a full, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's ridiculous. And I, I hope they get caught and it's just a warning or a, a hello. It's a hey, Alex. Yeah. I flushed the toilet for you. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a bathroom question that we can talk about yeah, with Alex living with uh, with Thomas. We can get into, but um, okay. I, I've I've considered before about getting a, a doorbell camera, but one no one ever comes to my door. Um, I've been getting more deliveries at home lately, but they knock and not a big deal. Two, I'd almost want one for my back door, but then again. Um, my neighborhood is quiet. Not that that means I'm, I'm safe, but I also have two beagles, mm-hmm. two barky beagles. Not that they would protect the place, but I also know that, you know, if my place were ever broken into or anything, it's highly unlikely the people would ever get caught and or the dogs might run them off. Uh, thoughts from you guys about home security measures? Um, my my little um, attack dogs, they do it for me. I mean, obviously, it's I'm vocal about the fact that we're gun owners so like we have them but like last night Thomas didn't get home until one in the morning or so and Sunny would sleep on the bed right next to me and then as soon as that key hit the door she she was up yeah like she wakes up all the neighbors like she just charges the front door and so I just know you know what I mean there isn't a whole lot that can get past us although there was one time where it was also like one or two in the morning and Sunny woke me up growling. She was growling, but she was still in our room. And she was sitting like right at the edge of the bedroom door, looking out the back door and back window. And it was again like one in the morning and she was growling and she would not walk towards the window. 
And I'm like, what are you growling at? I don't like this. And I'm like, I woke Thomas up and I was like, hey, she's growling. Like, what is she growling at? And we both were stumped. Like, and she normally, if she's growling at you, she'll just charge you and bark. She would not go near that window. And she kept looking at it. <laughs> Maybe it was an entity. <laughs> Probably. Those, you know, the demons from the other night. <laughs> right. Floyd, right. how how about how about you when it comes to home security measures or, or being concerned with stuff like that? I am my mother's child. I'm like, if you want it, take it. Like, we never really had like when my mom's house got broken into one time, and they didn't really steal anything. They just ransacked it. Mm-hmm. So like, they didn't take anything. Like, they knocked over the refrigerator and. I think they took her microwave and joke was on them. It only went up to three, three minutes. So like, <laughs> it was broken. So I was like, whatever. Um, I don't, we have like a secure door downstairs, but other than that, I just, every other place I had to be buzzed in. So it never really crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. I think if I ever became a homeowner, I'd probably invest in a ring camera because these quote unquote invasions are happening more often than for my comfort, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just if you want something, they're gonna take it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> just it, don't take just just don't take my life. I mean, because you, I can replace a refrigerator, a microwave, or a TV, but just don't mess with me. Like, do, if you want to home invade me, I'm not inviting it or speaking into existence. Like, if I was a homeowner, do it while I'm not at home. My, you know what I mean, my worst fear would be like, and this would likely never happen because I I don't think that. This this kind of thing is common, but somebody would come in and kill my dogs. Um, I would. Yeah. I, I don't think that would happen unless you had somebody who really had some screws loose and was afraid of getting caught and just lost their mind when they were trying to get a PlayStation Five or, or something like that. But Taylor, uh, Officer Taylor, told me something when we were talking about like different kinds of criminals, and I think I think I'm recalling this right. She said these people often do eventually get caught because. It's not like you decide to break into somebody's house. Like, if you're a criminal, your thing is breaking into people's homes and eventually you will be caught. It's not like, you know what? Hey, I think I'm going to break in there one night. It's it's your thing. And they usually and, get them. And they stay in the same area. Yeah. Like, he's he's not going to go hit up something in the Old West End now. Like, he's going to stay in that general vicinity because he knows it and he's comfortable with it. That, uh, it's said that, I don't, this is what happens when people got too much time on their hands. Like I'm like, yeah, no. yeah. There, there, there's been a right. well, like, I, I'm sure everybody's seen this by now. There, there have been there's been a lot of gun violence, a lot of murders. I know Chicago <laughs> is like under siege. It's been a bad year and crime is up. But if you zoom further out, crime is down. But uh, this a lot of this is is pandemic induced. People in desperate times, um, people bored, like you said. So I think right. I think and hope it's. It's only temporary. I hope things don't descend into further chaos where there is so much job loss, so much financial ruin, where reasonable people turn into um, right. into, into different kinds of carnage and it becomes like a, a Mad Max world. Um, yeah. Alex, before we get to your funny story, let me ask you this. Since what? Floyd was very gentlemanly and uh, <laughs> disconnected before he peed, um, what Which is... Which was glorious. What... It sounds like you have a very strong stream there. Your your prostate is doing well. Um, You're doing great. Do you uh do you and Thomas ever like like will you pee in the bathroom while he's there brushing his teeth or vice versa? 
Absolutely. I mean, well, <laughs> I will. Thomas cannot. Like, I don't know if it's a guy thing, but I re- the other day we were getting ready to go somewhere, and I remember I was out. Like, our bathroom is right outside of our hallway where our laundry is, and I was in the laundry room area, and he was in the bathroom, and the door was open, and he was just standing there, and I knew he couldn't go because I was there, and I could hear him. That's funny. <laughs> so he closed the door, and then, like, 10 seconds later, he I could hear the stream. Like I It's could a girl it. thing. It's stage fright. It yeah, but I, I mean, but yeah, like if he, we only have one bathroom, and um, so if he's in the shower, I will absolutely like go in there and use the bathroom. <laughs> and then, I mean, we just have that relationship. Like I will literally sit there and I'm like, man, I can't go. Like I'm all stopped up. And he's like, really? And I'll literally be just sitting there like, I can't go. <laughs> I'm laughing because yesterday my sister came over and we went shopping and she's like, I got to pee. I was like, all right. Like she ran to my bathroom and I kid you not, I just hear this stream come out and I like turn the corner and go, really? Door wide open. Door Uh wide open. And I'm like, girl. She goes, you're my brother. It doesn't matter. And I go, yeah, girl. And I'm like, I would never like pee with the door open with you. She goes, well, then that's your issue. Not mine. I had to go. So I that's the only reason I started cackling. I was like, girl, she just pee with the door wide open. That's like, what, All right. I mean, at least for Thomas, I won't do it for anybody. Well, my mom. I went to my mom's house, and mom just walked past the door and started laughing. But, like, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I mean, it's just that comfort thing. So, no, we, we do use the bathroom in front of each other. I remember. I know this is TMI, but one day I really couldn't. I was stopped up. Like, I was, I really could not go. And he's like, do you want me to hold your feet so that they're, like, you know, as if you're like squatting from your feet, and I'm like, no, but thank you. Oh my God, he'll, <laughs> he'll go make you. Okay. A, that that's weird, Alex. Go make you. A, <laughs> I said no. He'll go make you a Miralax co- cocktail. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's but he's just sweet like that. Like it doesn't even matter. He's like, here, I'll hold your feet. Like it literally doesn't matter. So Where if it was the other way around, I'm like, no. Having lived alone for as long as I have, I, I could take bathroom doors off the hinges because for, for how many times they're closed. Now, that wouldn't work when I have guests over and whatnot. But there are, there are times, too, it's weird if somebody comes over and they use my bathroom. It's weird to see the bathroom door closed. Um, my only strange recent current bathroom thing is, so the door is open. And it hasn't been lately. Maybe it's only in the wintertime. I don't know. But if I am seated on the toilet and I've posted these pictures before nothing dirty or nasty but you can you can discern what's happening Diddy sits in between my legs is that only just started happening no he he's actually done that I in, in fact I I don't know I commend him I mean he is not affectionate or protective but maybe <laughs> maybe he knows that dad is prone he's like look I'm not going to defend this place if somebody breaks in but the least I can do is protect him <laughs> while he's on the toilet but yeah Diddy sits in between Diddy sits in between my legs I'll, I have a picture somewhere on my phone so we'll leave it with that and that is that is somewhat entertaining Alex thank you for sharing can you share this other story in whatever way you'd like to go about it I mean, <laughs> Floyd, I'll have to tell you like the full story at another time. But yeah, like okay. I, I have had, I've had to like experiment with over the counter medications um, because I have not gotten, I still haven't gotten my meds 
for my lupus flare. And I actually just got my prescription in the mail. So my doctor's office gave up, sent me a prescription with some good RX coupons and they say, good luck. <laughs> like I got it yesterday. So, um, I have not had the greatest experience with that over the last like four weeks. And obviously stuff, when stuff happened with dad, you know, passing away naturally, I forgot, I couldn't feel a whole lot. Like there was a certain amount of adrenaline. So I didn't notice. Well, Saturday, you know, Friday, I was supposed to go to my brother's house and we were going to kind of plan his arrangements and plan the obituary and things like that. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't pull myself together. I couldn't pull myself off the couch. I just could do it. And so I went Saturday. We, we agreed that we would go around dinner time Saturday. So um, Saturday afternoon, I was like, ah, I'm aching. Like I'm in a lot of pain. You know, let me take, let me take this medication. So I went and I took it and um, <laughs> like it didn't do anything I'm like damn it it's not doing anything go about my day you know keep going going about my day and then before we left from my brother's house I took another one and um we went to my brother's house and I'm there and I'm eating and we're trying to talk about things and I start to like feel really lightheaded and I'm like oh my god something's wrong something's wrong with my brain and I swear to god I thought it was the sparkling water that they had and because you know sometimes they put like sugar substitute in it that makes me feel funny and I was like what is in this water what did you guys get and I was like what is wrong my brain it hurts and I go sit down and Thomas is looking at me and he's like what did you take <clears throat> and I was like I didn't take anything and then I said oh wait no I took so-and-so, you know, at this time, and then I took this at this time. And he's like, Alex, you are, are you serious? And I'm like, what? I was like high as a kite off of something, and I don't know what it was. And it was like, I mean, it was terrible. It was terrible. And I'm like slapping my forehead. My brother's like, Alex, what the hell is wrong with you? And here we are, like this sad, serious thing that we're supposed to be doing. And I am like three sheets to the wind, <laughs> but complete accident by accident, like just n not even intentional. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, me and my brother, my dad's probably laughing his ass off at me right now. Like I, this, this was some sort of intervention that was outside of me where I just needed to <laughs> relax. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just needed to calm down and relax. And so the whatever forces brought this forward i'm like dad is probably laughing so hard <laughs> floyd did this make sense because when alex no. okay alex <laughs> but i i I'm trying to put two and two together though uh when alex texted me this it was a lot funnier and when she was talking about talking about it yesterday there was more punch to it so i'm sorry that it's not translating real well i gotta put two and two together we good Alex. Well, I didn't want to like actively be talking about drug use on the no, podcast. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> it's fine. Um, so since that one didn't deliver, you you were not here with us last week. Your father uh, passed away. He had been battling which neurological he disorder? Had, uh, he had dementia. Dementia. So this was not unexpected for you, right? No. Um. No, no, it wasn't. This last week was not unexpected, but I do think that um, the progression of it, the trajectory of it was unexpected. Like I mean, you thought it could have been six months and it turned out to be like six weeks or something like that? 
No, he, like, I saw him um, in, I saw him right before I left for California, so end of February, and then um, without even knowing, like, the COVID stuff was going to happen, we just went to see him before we went out of town, and um, he still had, like, pockets of memory, so, like, when I walked in the door, he jumped up from his chair, and, like, he knew it was me, and he came and hugged me, and he was really happy. And dad, like over the for the last like year, whenever his family will come to see him, he's so happy he like starts to cry, and so he was like crying and he was happy. And Alex, you know, he's like, "Hey, Alex," and like shaking my hands and hugging me. And we went over and we like visited with him for a couple hours, and he's playing with the kids and dancing with the kids and stuff. And then COVID happened, and we didn't get to see him. And it's different when you're talking to him on the phone because he forgets. And so when he would talk to you on the phone, he would forget somebody's on the phone and he would just go watch TV or do what he do, do what he does. And so it's, you can't really talk to him on the phone. Um, so I didn't see him, you know, for, for COVID and not, neither did my family or, you know, any of the other visitors that would go see him. So from like end of February until June he didn't see anybody and it was in June that they reached out and they're like you know he had a rapid decline we are recommending hospice care for him and we're like what (laughs) right people with dementia and Alzheimer's like they can live a long time like my grandparents both of his parents had it and they lived into their like early 90s I think with it and they had had it since early 80s so um you know, not to say that I wanted him to live in those conditions for a long time, but it just, the way that it had progressed, I'm, you know, I do feel like it did have something to do with the fact that he didn't have any kind of visitors. He didn't have any kind of stimulation, you know, from, from parts of his life. And it just, it just. Your life force starts to erode. Right, right, right. And they, you know, because there's other members of our family who had had it and it just was not as rapid. And it is pretty deep in our family. I mean, the, the his doctors claimed that it was early onset because of Agent Orange. So maybe that had had something to do with it as mm-hmm. well. But um, yeah, it, so when we found out in June that he was going into hospice care, even then, you know, we had another, our aunt had the same issue, same challenge. She went to hospice care in June of last year. She didn't pass until the end of October, November. Dad went within like four weeks. It was really quick. So how do you feel uh, about this? Do you, do you have closure? Are you happy with how, I mean, things ended? Where are you now? I mean, it's a really, it's really strange. It's a really strange feeling that I don't think you realize until you've lost a parent, but it's like, um, it's a comforting feeling. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you're good. Okay. It's a comforting feeling, like knowing that he's not in, he's not, he's like free, you know, not that he felt any pain, you know, with dementia, you don't really feel pain, but you know, he's free his mind is now free like it's a really comforting feeling knowing that he's not you know he doesn't have to live that way because dad was a queen like when I I mean if if I get any anything from anyone I get a lot from dad in that like he was dressed I mean his pants are pressed his socks are pressed Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know his hair is combed you never catch him in jeans you never catch him in tennis shoes you know always he was just too much of a 
full of life kind of person to have been to to then end his life in that way so it um he is absolutely free and it is that i mean it gives me a little comfort knowing that i mean obviously i'm sad ridiculously sad and it still doesn't feel real if that if that makes any sense like it doesn't it doesn't feel real like when you think of when even when i think about it i'm like wow like i have to learn how to live in a world that doesn't have my dad in it anymore mm. which is just like you know it's just it's just strange to think about but um yeah uh, you know so i'm i'm okay and i have my moments cuz i when i go about my day you know i'm going about my day and then i and then it hits me i'm like wow dad's really gone like not here anymore like i can't see him you know what I mean? And when we talk about him, we talk about him in a past tense. Um, but, you know, it, uh, it is a, it's a weird experience. You ran into some trouble whether or not there should be kind of some kind of like celebration of life or funeral or goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not. It, yeah. Dad's body was cremated, um, which is a cautionary tale. If I can if I can critique him for anything, it was there was not a whole lot we, his children could do because we cannot afford a $15,000 funeral for Dying him, so. is expensive and getting a stone for dying is even more expensive than you'd think. It is. It is. Yeah. It's thousands of dollars um, for the stone alone and then thousands of dollars to dig up the ground. And then, I mean, it's just, it's, it's outrageous and it is really helpful if people could have, um, like my sister was so angry at it that she went out and paid for her program already, but my sister's not even 50. So it's just <laughs> like, I mean, well, you're prepared. Okay. My family, um, did, just to interject, my family did that as well. Like I think my great grandparents or something paid for a plot of land in this Jewish cemetery. And it's kind of eerie. It's like, that's where you're going to be. I'm like, whoa, I'm 30. Hang on. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I, I do feel like it's a good idea to like, you know, once you start to get a little bit older to look into that and start paying for it. Um, I mean, but like my mom, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want a full funeral, like with a burial. So she's like, nope, just do that for me. (laughs) Okay. So what's going Um, on with your dad's ashes? Uh, so they, I'm going to have some, um, in my home. Like, I just want them. Like I'm going to get a keepsake and, um, we are going to dad. We, so I grew up in Cleveland Dad is from a town in Michigan called Albion, um, small town. Um, and even though we lived in Cleveland, Dad ironically would drive to Toledo to fish on the mommy every year. It was his favorite thing to do. So we're going to. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that there's a mommy. Like, <laughs> we're gonna like strategically just put a few in the mommy, and then you know, in his small town where he loved to be, and then actually um, his ashes can be buried and so we're gonna bury them with his mom because that was his that was his wish always like we always knew he wanted to be buried in the cemetery with his mom and while we couldn't do that with his body we can do that with his urn and um it's like a formal ceremony the cemetery can will will actually have chairs out there for family you can have a pastor come out and have like a small service the honor guard will come out. His dad is a veteran, so the honor guard would be there. Like, it's literally no different than if you were having a, a service or a ceremony with a body being 
lit, like put into the ground, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's with an urn that will have either already been buried or will be, be will be sitting there and then be buried after we all leave. So, but the, the stuff is going to be held off a little bit because of COVID right now? Yeah. I mean, I just, it, it, I, I kind of didn't care. Like, I love my family. I love them all, but I could not, my brother and I were unanimous and it's like, we cannot experience another loss. Like, we just can't, I cannot. My Aunt Judy passed away in October, so it hasn't even been a year and my family has been at two funerals. You know, my aunts, you know, there was seven of them at one, six of them at one point and now there's four. So I'm like, I cannot experience another loss. And I know people personally who have family members that have already died because they had gatherings in July. And they have family members that are in the ICU because they had gatherings in July. And I'm just like, I can't do it, you guys. I love you, I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to postpone this because dad deserves something bigger than just 50 people anyway. You know, he deserves something better than this. He doesn't deserve, he doesn't deserve this. And it's frustrating because I'm like, I feel like he's cheated out. You know, I feel like he's being cheated right now. And then I also feel guilty. Like I feel like an immense amount of guilt and it was really hard to have to share that we're not going to do something. Cause I feel like he deserves so much. But when you're talking about other people's lives, I just can't, yeah. like, you know, what if mom, you know, my mom, like what if, I couldn't imagine, like if mom caught COVID and then we, I lost her too, like I would be done for <laughs> it's so, it's funny yeah. if you're able with, with all these decisions the the school stuff and the sports stuff if you can shave off some of the emotion and the feeling which is really difficult um and that's why being objective and practical is is so hard i mean we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're humans we've got deep emotions but if you shave some of that stuff off it really makes an easy decision and like the way you shaped it it's like is potentially risking your mother's life uh, worth the celebration of life for your dad? No, especially since you can move it to a safer time and make it a, an even bigger celebration. Yeah, and it, but it, 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 exactly. And that all of my siblings, like, because there's four of us, we were all unanimous in that that was what we needed to do. And we had support from like our direct family members. I think some of dad's friends were a little upset about it um, and also upset that his body was cremated. But, you know, what do you, you can't please everybody. And I get it. Um, but it's, you know, but it was COVID while he didn't die from COVID, he died during COVID. And it really like I, it brought a lot of stress on me, at least that stood in the way of me being able to just grieve him or, you know what I mean? Share in like happy moments with and, and also I haven't been with my family like normally it's really unnatural for somebody to pass away and you don't have, you're not surrounded by family. And I haven't seen anybody except my brother because we can't, you know, and it's just, it's just strange. It just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right. There's, and everyone is experiencing this and we, we focus on, you know, the loss of life due to the virus, but it it really impacts so many more things that everybody deals with Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And unfortunately, this is why, again, it's, it's, it's a pandemic. It, Mm-hmm. more people should do what they can to make it move on. Um, if I can move us on here a second, a second, I, I think I'd throw this out there. So St. John's has been back in school. You know, speaking of COVID situations, they, they were the first to conduct the medical slash school slash social experiment. And they're all back. And whether they are like a, 
Derek Jeter or Justin Timberlake like with covering things up and keeping dirty secrets hidden. They have had <laughs> not a peep of uh, of COVIDness come from there, and hopefully, you know, knock on wood and everything else. Uh, that's a sign of of things to come and and responsibility for all the other schools as they make the best decisions they can to get back. But St. John's has now been back for nine days, ten days, and that's a big difference from, say, I don't know, Georgia? No, they got Jesus money. But, I mean, is it possible that they may not, I mean, that we're just now getting to that point where cases will start to come up? Yeah. Right. I was say nine days, you got to wait like five days. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely like like a porcelain doll, and the dog, the big, uh, our hyper dogs are are running all around it, and that's why it's it's a risk, and that's why everybody's got to follow these protocols as tightly as they possibly can. And um, I, if we don't have to wrap up, we can still go, but I want your guys' thoughts on this because I've I haven't gotten tired, and Alex, this is what you deal with, but. I keep seeing, like, everybody saying, for my mental health, for my mental health, whether you're an adult or a kid, my kid's mental health is going to suffer if they don't go to school. My kid's mental health is going to suffer if they don't get to play football. My mental health, I get it. It's important. Like, we have put the flag up and people are, we've almost gone the other way, Alex, where before it was a mm-hmm. stigma and now it's right. like, whoa, it, it's an excuse right. that people now tap everybody's it. everybody's worried about it, right. yeah. And I'll say this, and I'll be short and succinct. Floyd, your experience with kids, um, Alex, your experience is what you do. I always remind people, and I go back to a, an article about the presidential election eight years ago. People say they're going to move to Canada when their person doesn't win. Then, in December, they don't move to Canada. Now, 2016 was weird, but the bottom line is people are far more resilient than they give themselves credit for. Kids are far more resilient than they give themselves credit, than you give your kids credit for. So, Floyd, your experience when it comes to kids and their resiliency? I feel like most of these parents are using my kids' mental health as an excuse, as a crutch. Because honestly, if you look at little Timmy, Tommy, Lisa, Carol, or Keisha, they're too busy happy eating dirt wherever they are like you know what i mean like no like no offense like but my child's i'm like girl she over there eating another worm she is living her best life right now honestly and when every time i hear a parent say that because i I worked with kids uh, practically my whole life and every time a parent would say something like that i'm like is it their mental health or your ego like (laughs) i'm just like mental health or th- well, even that too, but like it's just you don't put that on a you don't put that on a child, whether they're right. five or or eight or seventeen. You yeah. don't put that on a kid. Don't kid, do that. Your kid's mental health as he goes into his seventeenth hour of Fortnite. I think he's going to be okay. Right. Like, don't do that. Just don't do that. Alex, as a mental health professional, your thoughts with people really saying my mental health during a lot of this. I mean, great. I, but I feel like I'm I am that person though where I'm like okay there's counselors that you can see virtually like we have resources for that if you're if you really are you know if this really is something related to your mental health or the mental health of your child I do feel like you know not to say that all parents are doing this but I think that they have reasonable feelings to like tote the child's mental health where it's really just theirs because they've been home with their kids all spring all summer and now potentially in the fall, and I don't think any parent is used to that. <laughs> um, so, 
like whose mental health are we actually talking about and don't yeah. be ashamed like it's it's actually completely fair for you to feel that way but then also one thing that us in the mental health field we 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 aren't we're not certainly joking about but our clients that we work with and the people that um, have that seek services for mental health or that have maybe some a little bit more of a severe um, challenge with mental health we're used to this isolation like we know you know what I mean we stay in the house so it's like it's it's ironic that it's a different part of the population that is really starting to feel affected by something that other people feel every day like it, feel naturally daily um, and it's a learn I feel like it's a moment of learning and it's a moment of humility and it can unify us like it could bring us together um, if there is truly challenges with mental health going on in the homes of folks that don't normally experience it. I had said this even before the pandemic, like I, I thought the rubber band had bounced back the other way where people were not a lot of people, but enough were saying my mental health, my mental health and, and almost, um, uh, self-fulfilling prophecies or just really lousy coping skills, but because mm -hmm. they knew that, hey, there's less stigma now, I can say that this is a mental health issue. Sometimes it was. A lot of times it wasn't. It was more of, you know, let's just flex. Let's just build these coping skills and you'll be, be okay. Not to say that everything couldn't be a mental health situation, but when your life is really severely impacted and you're on it, and granted, there is no normal anymore, but the barometer I always, or the measuring stick I always throw out to people is, is your life severely impacted, good or bad, by your mental health situation? If it is, if, if it is, if your daily activities are some kind of challenge or or there's some kind of mania involved, then yes, it's something. But if you're just having a hard time, maybe you need some sharpening of coping skills, which quite frankly, again, thanks to the, to the internet and social media and a lot of other things have really become more dull over the last, you know, 10 years or so ago. So it, it, it might be a mental health situation, but it's not a full blown, full blown crisis. But there are places that can help you out. But don't don't think yourself into a mental health problem. It could just be a problem, and there is a simple solution if you just take a breath and find some clarity. Right, or get creative mm -hmm. with you know, find a release, like find that thing that you know that you do that that kind of helps you just release some of that tension and some of that emotion you know get get creative like now you need to be intentional and i think that's what people aren't actually realizing like yeah. before it's easy for you to to kind of find release or find something that you enjoy where now you have to be intentional and if you're not and you're just kind of sitting there and you're complaining and i hate to use the word complaining because it makes it sound so like whiny you know, <laughs> Whiny, right. It makes somebody where I feel like it is fair to feel like maybe like, oh, is this a mental health challenge for some of those people who maybe have never had one? But now you have to be just intentional with your life and with what you do. Everybody does. I have a little the club. I have a little thing as an example uh, of, of that. Sometimes it's enough little things that you're intentional about that yeah. help you avert a bigger problem. For me, yeah. it's brushing my teeth at night. Oh, is it? So you're supposed to, you, you should brush your teeth twice a day, right? Uh, I, I floss one today. I'm pretty diligent because of the, the dental issues I had in the past and I never want any more deep cleanings or, or otherwise. So for me, it's 
you know, you know, you want to get into bed because I, I, my, I'm, I'm up for most of the day, most of the time. Where you just want to climb into bed, brush your damn teeth because it's one thing that I can do daily that keeps some, some firm grip on on a routine. And mm-hmm. I, I know it sounds completely trivial, but sometimes it's just something little like that that can be your tent pole to grab onto, your buoy that can settle you and keep you in that routine that keeps you from spiraling into a, into a bad place and, and bad habits. And you're so right, Alex. Intentional um, and maybe meticulous are the right words to use during this place and time because your mental health is probably a little up in the air right now, but you, I, I am almost certain you are not in a crisis. You're, and I'm not giving you the old, God wouldn't give me anything I couldn't handle. If that works for you, fine. But thankfully, most people are in manageable situations. Not everybody. And Floyd, like right. you said, you got to get a little creative at times, but we all do. Because in one sense, we're all in this together. Certainly to different degrees, but... With, with help from our friends and our support systems, we can manage through these things. Thankfully, we have not had like a mass suicide crisis. There's a lot of crime, but we have not had, you know, the reckoning of some kind of mass suicide crisis, which, hey, it might be looming in the future, but it's not here now. And to that, you know, people have done a, uh, you've done a better, to my point, you're more resilient than you give yourself credit for. You've done a better job managing this than you give yourself credit for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. I think if we like I always try to share with people what I do because like I have I I do have the ability to like dive deep into like a funk and I mean obviously with dad passing like I was right at that cusp over the last week and it was like I was realizing that I felt more comfortable and more happy literally on my couch in my pajamas under a blanket with a pillow watching TV and that's literally all I had done almost for a week. And I, and I said to myself on Monday, I was planning on going to work and I said, nope, I'm going to get up, you know, yeah, I'm not going to work, but I am going to get up and I'm going to like brush my hair and I'm going to do my laundry and I'm going to get my clothes ready for the week and I'm going to do what I can to make myself feel good because I don't feel good right now. So I'm like, I'm going to pick myself up, make myself look good so I can feel good. Like, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's like. I do the same thing. I do it in other circumstances as well. Like if I'm feeling a little bit down, I'll dress a little nicer the next day or I'll do something a little different with my hair. I'll make myself feel the, you know, bring, I'll bring those, I'm intentional with what I do because I need to adjust, you know, I need to make an adjustment or two. A therapist told me that those things are little accomplishments that build into big ones because the big ones seem impossible when we're in those funks, but you do the little ones and and you Mm -hmm. stack enough of them together and eventually you can prop yourself up, hopefully out of that funk. Right. Cleaning your house, changing, rearranging your furniture, you know, those kinds of things. Um, unless anybody wants me to talk about how excited I am for, uh, Thanksgiving candy corn. No. No? Has it resurfaced? Oh, my God. Well, Don't like you dare this put it in any alcohol either. <laughs> that was an incredible drink that I made. That was diabetes in a cup. <laughs> diabetes in a cup. Yes, that, it was. Pe- people, people got a DUI when they were standing in my kitchen from that stuff. Uh, oh, it, my it, goodness. It was like nuclear fuel. But, no, there's, there's turkey, candy corn that's coming out, uh, some other food stuff. Um Dunkin' Donuts is doing their fall stuff beginning next Wednesday. And Floyd, I know this doesn't affect you. It might affect Alex. But uh, the Taco Bell menu has changed. And that's now in effect. Alex, are you a Taco Bell person? Barely. 
maybe a couple times maybe one what changed on it i feel like that menu is always changing is it um they i think they took a lot of the potato based things away and now there's like a dollar beef burrito and there's a five dollar nachos grande box which that's my favorite thing on the menu so i i am i am intrigued potatoes are delicious yeah, I well, barely go to Taco Bell anymore now that I have DoorDash and I can just order Poco Loco <laughs> right. or something. It, it was weird last week when I went to the uh, <clears throat> to the Crazy Philly place. It was so bizarre to order some food and have to go get it. And, and uh, this is, whether it's part pandemic, but I always ordered out a lot of places before, whether it was Chinese or pizza or whatever, um, pandemic or not. But it was weird to like have to call and then go pick it up. It was It felt so 2018. <laughs> we don't have patience for that anymore no no not at all um floyd what's up what's planned for your throwback thursday um i'm gonna call the chiropractor see if he can pop me back in place or something but Ooh. i think i should wait one day just to be like see if it goes away because it did just start happening last night um i'm supposed to go shopping grocery shopping with my mom because it's annoying because she wants someone to go grocery shopping with her. I'm like, You're Ugh. her son. You're her son. <laughs> she doesn't grocery shop correctly. What is she? Why is it she, so problematic? She, she goes, like normal humans when they grocery shop go up and down the aisles that they need. Like we'll go from one place to the other. Like, oh, I forgot to get this. I'm like, we were just oh in that gosh, aisle. Oh my gosh, I hate that. I, I hate, hate it that. too. You're supposed I'm to like, start on one end and end on the other. Like you don't go back. <sighs> Floyd. So, like, I told her, I said, why don't you just order online and then just pick it up? I don't want to do that. I want to go inside. I'm like, here's the thing. When we go inside, I'm the one carrying the groceries. I'm the one putting them in your house. Like, you don't want someone to go shopping with you. You want a do maid. You guys, do you guys have a – what grocery store do you go to? She goes to either Sam Clubs or Walmart. Actually, I, I think we're going say- to Kroger today, to be honest. Take her to the Kroger. I don't know about the other Krogers, but ours has a bar in it. Take her to the Kroger and just get a glass of wine, and you can walk around with it in the grocery store. Can you? I I'm about to. I thought you had to stay at the bar. Oh, I don't. I thought I saw people walking around with wine. I, I, the one. The I'll spri- put it in a sippy cup. I don't yeah. care. I'm like, I'm with my mother, and then there, someone's wrong. gonna be like, someone's gonna be like, stay no more, fam. Stay no maybe more. Maybe it was in the <laughs> very beginning, like maybe it was right when they started doing it. But I did remember seeing like this cute little husband and wife with their little baby attached to their belly, and they had wine in their hands, and they were in the cereal aisle. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think you got to hang around the bar, but Floyd's got the right idea. Put it, put it in something, because um, they do like wine tastings. The one at Spring Meadows does that as well. Floyd, if Natalie were still alive, I I would love her to have taken Donna shopping to show her how to do it the right way. Now, granted, it's a three hour coupon and coupon rebate refund infested marathon, but your nope. mom. Would... <laughs> nope. Yeah, mine was the other Ew. way. My punishments were. You have to go food shopping with your mom. Really? You mean hold her, like watch her coupons while she's going up and down the aisles, meticulously mm-hmm. picking through things? No, we can't do this because I've got a thirty cent coupon if I buy three of these. What? They're making your you buy was, more. <laughs> your mom was an extreme couponer. Oh God, Floyd! Before it, oh, my, my mom. Have mercy. <laughs> 
I, there I would couldn't be, do it. I, there was a time where I got I got ballsy enough, and I guess being a teenager, where people would get in line behind my mom, and I'd be like, you don't want to do that because my mom is the register override lady. They should have just given my mom a key to the register so she <laughs> she could deal with the override herself rather That's than so rather funny. than Sandy having to flag down a manager at ShopRite because my mom gave her her 45th coupon. That's so fucking funny. My mom is the exact opposite. She's the same. She, my mom, honestly, like my we make fun of my mom all the time. Like I don't know what maybe because she didn't. I hope she she won't listen. But she didn't have the greatest upbringing, like as in like government cheese kind of thing. And so like mom, as an adult, when she grocery shops, she gets the most expensive everything. Like she same. she would never get great value. Like never. She would never like get a deal on something she will get aquafina water and fucking i don't know what's a fancy ketchup heinz which yeah whatever what's the, the fancy ketchup between yeah. heinz no, and no hunts in like, your house okay? i couldn't get that green <laughs> shit in my house when i was younger like briars ice cream just ridiculous briars. i remember briars oh my god <laughs> that was that was my mom too my mom didn't buy store brand because she always had a coupon for something else but I never yeah. I never got like mom what's the big deal if you say 50 cents if you have to buy five it, it I, I would always kind of go mom why are we driving to a gas station four miles away to save four cents so you just drive it, you're you're wasting right. money driving that's a good Hush, question Eric. so does it save you long term <laughs> like does it save you like it doesn't save you in the end when you're at the cash register because you're you're right you're buying five but does that mean like you're not having like. That's actually. Can we get a couponer on? I, so I'm. We can fig- I'm not here to denigrate my my dead mother at this point. She was wonderful <laughs> at it. I, I I do question the long term arithmetic of it though, because my mom like invented Common Core couponing. It was insane, and my brother will say the same thing about it. There was no worse punishment when we were in our teens than having to go food shopping with mom on a Sunday, and because she also went. I do this now, but she would go like all over the region, like different oh stores. For, it was, I'm sorry. It, like I, I'm, I'm going to break down in chills in a second here. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Can we get somebody on oh, to explain I, the art he, of he, he, He's having a flashback, Alex. Someone go check on him. So like, so, okay. Okay. I'm, 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 I think Al, not, I think Ashley is a couponer. Is so she? like, there's our, there's our link. But like, okay. so like in real, so, okay, so my mom's not a couponer, but like, I've seen the TV show. Like, did your mom organize them? Yes. Like, did oh, she God. know, oh, did she know where they were? Like, or was she like, one of those moms were like, oh, I know I got a coupon in here somewhere. Like, were they all like laid out? Like, yep. all right, as she scans that, here's my coupon for that. As they scan that, here's my coupon. We oh. don't. We don't do it. We don't go to Acme on Saturdays because it's it's not double coupon day. I'm like, mom, you got to be fucking. You're just buying more to save a. It didn't. It didn't make. It didn't make sense oh to me. God. What was the other thing that the other thing with coupon? Um, it, it was rough. But there was a time where, um, I've never seen my mom so horrified in her life. So there was a. She would go get her nails done every Friday night, and the place was held up at gunpoint, and she was completely frazzled. I rightly so. I'd never seen any other time like that. 
until Aunt Lynn had her coupon been stolen from her cart while she was in Shoprite. <laughs> no, no. They, Some, so they were on the same. They were on the same, like, <laughs> frantic wavelength. Someone, someone. So it's a, it's a small. I don't know. Like if you you put a, it'd be like a meal. What is it? Meal meal planning stuff. Um, kind of uh, Tupperware case. And it would hold like hundreds of coupons and someone stole yeah. Aunt Lynn's when she was looking for an item off of her cart. And my mom was just, it's like somebody killed one of her kids. Oh no. I can only imagine Miss Natalie going off with that East Coast accent, just mad at the world about her coupon. You got a visual, didn't you, Alex? It was so I good. I did. I'm loving this story. I don't. I'm loving this story. I think that's so funny. I, look, she I, she was there when it was robbed. When the place no, was but my mom. Oh. It, it was. Uh, she felt like sympathy pains. Um, oh. She had. She warned me. She's like Eric. When you Eric. When you, when you come with me, or however she said it in her Philly accent. Um, when you come. Don't take your eye off the coupons. If I'm looking for something, you don't look. Keep your eyes because my mom did not want her coupons stolen because she had two bins. One was like supermart specific, oh. and then the other like she would divide it up based on like home goods versus food, and then just like a supermarket, there's a frozen section. And I'm like, mom, it's fucking food. Just get, get the bagels. I you have were always hated the grocery store. I hate the grocery store. I don't Same. like it. I have I always too. hated it. Like. From the time that I could fit into the grocery cart, I just cannot. I cannot with groceries. I was that kid who like like waddled behind his mom, just grunting yep. the whole time. Like we would turn down another aisle. I'd be like, ugh. I would take <laughs> those like, coupons out of little machines. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so were your parents any of those parents who were just like, we're not even in here that long? But as you got older, you're like, as you learned to tell time, you're like. Bitch, we're in here for like two hours. Like it's <laughs> and like yeah. half the stuff you put in the cart, you put back. Like I'm like, no. you know, you're not gonna get that. Like dad, I, I was that kid. I was like, shopped. no. Okay. My dad never. Dad never grocery shopped. It was literally mom the entire time, and she would get so many groceries, and it was the worst because then it was like we have to put all this shit away when we get home, and oh. we have to do it. Like me and my yeah. brother. Say my that one more time. We down. had to do it. Ugh. <laughs> The uh, an- like another call that was like a screech to me would be when my mom bought less because my dad wasn't living at home or I was like in and out or I, I lived in Allentown and it was so there was less to be bought. Um, but when you would <laughs> when you would you know now you were in trouble and uh, like you're you're gonna get clobbered when your dad comes home and then you hear oh, that, yeah. you hear that door opening and you're like up oh, you just like pull your pants down because dad is gonna <laughs> give you the belt on your ass it was like that kind of fear I I, I never had that because I didn't I didn't get hit except for the one time my dad likes to talk about for me it was silence I'm reading something I'm having lunch and then you hear mom's car pull up in the driveway and then the phone rings hey hon can you, can you come get all the packages in and I see and I see 14 gallons of water that need oh, to be God. taken into the basement and don't put them under the desk put them under the chair if they're not under the chair there's gonna be like some kind of inquisition or a congressional hearing about it I wish my sister was in town right now because we I would make you link her here. So Al, you had 
um, how Alex had like mom always, her mom always grocery shop, and like how you had your mom pull into the driveway for the Anderson children because we're thirteen months apart. So like we're pretty, we're we're pretty close. We're we're like tight. So yeah. we would have four thirty keychain duty. Keychain. <laughs> Key. Any, Chain duty. Anytime you heard them keys jingle at the door, like it's my mom coming home from work, my sister would be like, she's here. I would jet upstairs and my sister, I would jet downstairs because my room was in the basement and she would jet to her room. And for some odd reason, as kids, we thought it was a genius plan. But like, like as we got older, we're like, my mom wasn't stupid. Clearly, every day at 430, Tiana and Floyd were taking naps because we were like, if we can, she can't wake us if we're asleep because like mothers have to care for their children. No, my mom would knock on that basement door and be like, "Floyd, groceries are in the car." I'm like, "Man, I'm lazy." <laughs> I was say, and she be like, "Boy, naps? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah." Here's the thing: no teenager is taking a nap, right? But like when we heard those keys at the door, we were like, "Got it, got it." And then and we would always be like, "I'm like Tiana, don't crack. You're the good one," because she would be like. Cause like if my mom like my mom was like Tiana, my mom my sister would be like, huh? I'd be like, God damn it! Like you you were supposed to stick to the plan. So like yeah. So anytime I knew my sister got up, I knew our plan was spoiled. But like we would do it every day. Then keys See, would that, jingle. I'd be like, let's go to bed. <laughs> that's smart. But my parents, I mean, I know we're going on like longer talking about parents, but like I didn't get to sleep. If I if I took a nap, but like, you're sleeping the day away. Get the hell up. You're not supposed to be sleeping. Get up. Get- they would not let me sleep, as in pull the blankets from the bed and the pillow from under my head. Get up. Do not. It's 4 yeah. o'clock. You're not going to go to bed tonight. You're not napping. If I slept past friggin' 930, get up. You're sleeping the day away. Get outside and, then, and help me plant these flowers. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, my, so in that respect, too, so like when we would try to make this plan, like, elaborate, like, my sister would always mm-hmm. crack. Like, she's the weak one. So then, like, I'd be like, Mom, I'm so tired. I just got home from school. And she's like, boy, you've been home since 2.30, and you have three classes. Hush. Because right. I was always done with school by, like, 1 o'clock or, like, Ooh, noon. Because, smart. like, I, girl, I'm telling you. Like, they were, like, summer school. I said, well, I could bust out real classes during the summer. Absolutely. So, like, I'd be like, I'm so tired. She's like, boy, you've been home since 2 or noon. Get your <laughs> ass up and get this food. you going to eat it, ain't you? That's what she would always say. Don't eat the exactly. food. I'm like, well, I do like hot pockets. Yeah, I, you know I, what I mean. Don't so, eat the so food. Like, exactly. Right. So then I skip up to the car. I'm like, did she get the hot pockets? Oh, she got my hot pockets. Okay, mama, I got the groceries. <laughs> you can't put it away. Then don't eat the food. Let, <laughs> that's exactly what she would say. Let, last thing to to wrap this up because that stimulate my mom would levy that threat on me. Like food shopping was obviously her domain. Like we were t- talking about like things you can control. Like my mom could control very little. She didn't want to, but food shopping that was her little fiefdom. And anytime, uh, anytime I would go, mom, you know, like every kid, mom, there's nothing to eat. She's like, well, you know, you can come with me Sunday mornings food shopping. And and then I, it was like. It was it was a very Nazi Germany type of threat. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I would hate it, especially in the summertime. I don't want to be in this frigidly cold place when I can be outside playing or in the pool. Like, why do I want to be in the grocery store? It was the worst. I hated it when it was tops and then fine or finest and then tops and then giant eagle. And yeah, we had a cup foods here. Um, Alex, what do you have planned for your day? Probably just working, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm going to head out to work in a little bit, and I think that's really it. Okay. Um, Floyd, I fed Bethany's fish. Um, Did you? And I I think it sneered at me because all the animals, well, Tucker probably told it to, but uh, no Bethany tomorrow, <laughs> but we'll have our, uh, our little naked UK friend on with us. Oh. Yay. Yeah. I hold my back to stop hurting. Meh. Um, well, do your stretches in the meantime, or or go get an adjustment if you have to. Do your to. peaks and valleys. Yeah, I'm not supposed to do stretches when my back hurts like this. Like I knew it was going to hurt because I bought new shoes and decided to walk two miles and break them in. So there was no oh. support. So like, yeah. So I'm like, maybe I'll give it one more day to see how it goes. But whatever, I'll maybe survive. Your back's just really tight. Maybe you should stretch. Ooh, say it again. Was that dirty? Sorry. <laughs> I'm telling you, do your peaks and valleys. Thank me later. Yeah. Uh, all right, Flip. Uh, you want to kindly wrap us up? Sure. I'll do it like a Disney princess. <gasps> Bye. Toodaloo.